Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the Res Life Big Rapids podcast. We're glad you found us, and we hope this message helps shape you into something that looks like Christ. Now let's listen in. Dude, there's a Pokemon on your lap, Paul. There's a po- <laughs> Anybody seen the Pokemon Go craze lately? Is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? There's a Wigglesworth right over here, or whatever they're called. I don't know what they're called. A Wigglesworth. All you people who play it, you're like, that's not a Pokemon. You're right, it's not, because that's a dumb game. I love you all, but that is a dumb game. Oh, one of the things Jesus, uh, I wish Jesus never said is, is they should never have invented Pokemon Go. Good morning, how's everybody doing? If you're, uh, if you're new here, I'm Ross, I'm the pastor, and yes... I did just act like I was playing Pokemon Go. Uh, anyway, over the summer, we have created this message series, and we've been working through it called 10 Things I Wish Jesus Never Said. Say that with me. 10 Things I Wish Jesus Never Said. It's been an interesting look at why Jesus said some of the things he did, some of the things that were hardest for us to, to handle. Uh, for example, we've already covered topics like uh, f- you must forgive or you will not be forgiven. You need to love your enemies. You need to be perfect as God our father is perfect do not worry Um, you who have no sin cast the first stone like all of these things as as if you are walking through your life trying to follow the word you've run into some moments where those have been hard to follow so it's been interesting looking at why Jesus said them and 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 who he said them to and so today uh, I'm looking forward to get into it I want to cover one of Jesus statements that's very serious for each one of us today It challenges us to look deeply at the core of our relationship with him. And and of course, before we get started, I think we should pray. So let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the time we have already spent uh, in in your presence, Father, during worship. And Lord, we just pray that as we get into your word, that you give us ears that hear, hearts that understand, and a mind that, that has decided to make changes so that we can become more like you. And Father, lead us and guide us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So you're ready for number seven. We're on seven already. Are you ready for this? No. Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready. Matthew 7, 23 says, then I, Jesus, will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Yay. So anyway, this seems like a pretty harsh statement that Jesus makes here, right? So obviously, we need to look at the context surrounding what he's saying. Uh, last, like the scripture I used last week, um, this statement or this section of scripture comes from Jesus' teaching um, at, from the Sermon of, on the Mount, like the greatest message that ever happened, where, where just multitudes of people are gathered and Jesus is standing there and he's speaking to the crowds. These are normal people. They're people like you and I. They're not just religious leaders. They're not, they're, they're, he's not just talking to the Pharisees or the, the people who uphold the law at that time. He's speaking to everyone. Say me. He's speaking to me. Say it. All right, he's speaking to you today, just as if he's standing on the mountainside back then. He's speaking to you today. So um, this 
this teaching that he does is sandwiched between um, two different areas of scripture that you probably know. The first one that's right before it is about the false prophets, people who lead Christians astray while acting like Christians, right? And then, and then it, it's followed by the story of the, the builders, the men who built their house on the sand and the men who built their house on the rock about foundation. And so this is, this is a vital uh, piece of information Jesus is giving right in the middle of some other very serious, very powerful scriptures. So anyway, I want to look at the whole thing that he says, the whole section, just a few scriptures, and then we can kind of talk about it and break it down. So let's read what it says. Matthew 7, starting in verse 21, it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but but only the one who does the will, say the will, the will of my father who's in heaven. Verse 22, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then Jesus says, then I will tell them plainly, those people, I I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I want to point out uh, two things in this section of scripture for you to just remember and kind of store away is one, is that Jesus says the only ones that will make it into heaven are the ones who are doing the will of the Father. So are you doing the will of the Father? Number two is, is maybe even more important, is that there are people who think they're doing the will of the Father, and they are not. Okay? That's, that's the point of this, is that we need to recognize or learn to recognize whether or not we're honestly, wholeheartedly following the will of the Father or if we're following our own will, okay? So Jesus is, is hitting these people, and, 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 it's, and it's good. So often I have conversations with people that say that they're believers. You guys, you know, you've had these conversations. So, you know, yeah, you go to church, cool. You know, a lot of this happens with dating. You meet somebody, and you're like, oh, man, I want to you know, get to know this person. And so you go on a date, and you're like, oh, or you go to church, you're a believer. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I go just about every week. I mean, some weeks it's really nice and sunny, and so I don't go. But, and then other times there's snowstorms, and then, then other times I just feel like playing Pokemon Go all morning. <laughs> and, and so, but, 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 you know, at least once a month I go to church and I'm a, so I'm a believer and, and everything's good and, and, and all this stuff. And, and the thing is, is like, they, you know, these people, they're good at explaining to you how Christianity works and that they are a Christian. You may be really good at explaining it, but maybe you're not applying it in your life, right? You know, all the right words to say, but maybe you're not actually acting out the words that you say. And, and so there's, this, this is, this is, you know, if there's, if there's a disease, this would be the worst one, right? If there was, if there was a spiritual disease, it would, be, it would be believing that you're doing the will of God, but not actually being within the will of God. And, and so, anyway, I, I, the thing about it is, is, is it's deceiving. So I know pe- these people, and I've talked with these people. I, I say these people in a bad way. They're like you and me, right? So they're, they're hiding among us, the Pokemon. Anyway... Sorry, it's been a thing lately. It's really funny, though. Um, In their own minds, in your own mind, you may be strongly convinced that you are a believer and that you are following him. And and I'm not trying to challenge or scare you um, about your relationship with God, but are you really dedicated to God? See, the section of Scripture right before this that I already mentioned, the one about false prophets, that's not, not just talking about pastors, That's not just talking about the elders of some church that you know. That's not just talking about leaders. That's talking about anybody. Remember, Jesus is is standing before everybody, not just, it's not a pastor's conference. 
And so he says this in, in the part before. First he says, watch out for false prophets, and they, they'll lead you astray, and all these different things. But then it, it says how to spot somebody who claims, because a false prophet is somebody who claims to be a Christian, who's not living that way, who ends up leading you out of Christianity. It, it, it literally says, this is how you will recognize them. Let's read it. Uh, seven, uh, Matthew 7, 16, it says this. By their what? Fruit, you will what? Okay, let's go home, right? Like this is, this is, by your fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree, you know this one, every good tree bears fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Now check this out, verse 18, a good tree cannot, say cannot, cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is what? Cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And then it goes right into the scripture that we read to start this out. Many will say, Lord, Lord. But I will say that I do not know you. It all goes together. You know, actually in the Bible, originally when the Bible was put together, there were no titles and headings or verses and chapters. Did you know that? You know, it's, it makes sense now that you think about it, right? Like they just wrote a lot. <laughs> and it was on these long scrolls. And, and so th this section of scripture was never meant to be broken into different titles. It was never meant to be broken into the false prophet and then end with a big space on the page. And then, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to do that. It was supposed to run continuously. So Jesus is speaking this message about people who are, who are falsely acting or saying that they are believers, and it flows right into this whole thing about how he's saying, I don't care if you think you have prophesied in my name or cast out demons or done miracles in my name, you never really knew me. You were convinced, but he was not, right? Right? So it's talking about fruit. It, obviously, it's not talking about apples and bananas. It's talking about you and me, right? It, trees, they're you and me. And the fruit of your life are the results of, of your living. So what can people see about you? When they see you, what do they see? What do they experience? What is it, that, that, what is it that's coming out of your life that's getting all over everybody else, right? Is it good or is it bad? Is it, is it good or is it evil? And, and do, do they experience the fruit of the spirit or of God or the fruit of the flesh? Like I just use those two terms because the Bible actually has two lists. Interesting that God says that we are like a tree that bears fruit. And then you can actually go to a scripture in the Bible that talks about fruit. And it's talking about the fruit that Jesus is talking about. Like it lists it. You want to, let's read the list. So this is the fruit of the flesh. I'm reading it from one that says the, that says the acts of the flesh, but in other versions it says fruits. Uh, it says fruits for spirit coming up. Galatians 5, 19 through 25, it says the acts or the fruits of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before. He warns you as he did before. When he said the tree would be cut down and thrown into the fire. That those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So 
do you exhibit any of those fruits? When people rub up against you, is that what they experience? Things like that. So we see God, again, pointing out that bad fruits are an indicator of not being a Christian in your heart, truthfully, with who you are. I know it's heavy today, but (laughs) things I wish Jesus never said, they're all heavy. Because if you were a, a, a believer truly in your heart, you would, be able to, you would be able to inherit the kingdom of God, right? Right? It's a promise, right? So in your heart, if you truly believe in him, you get to inherit the kingdom of God. So do you exp- exhibit or experience those kind of results in your life daily? Daily. On the flip side, the Bible lists the fruits of the Spirit or the fruits of God right after that list. So we're reading from the same scripture, still in Galatians. Um, verse 22 says this. It goes right into it. But the fruit of the Spirit. You know the word but, it's a transition word, right? He lists all these. It's not talking about your booty. It's, ta- it's, it's talking about this transition from here's all these things that God's trying to say here. Okay, here's the heaviness, right? These are all the things I don't want to see. But if you are in the Spirit with me. Transition to the Spirit, away from the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit is, you know these, love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law, which means there's nothing in the Old Testament that, that should stop you from exhibiting all of these things in your life. Those who, now listen to this, verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, which means killed the flesh with its passions and desires. But, but I want to point something out in verse 25. You guys following? Since we live by the Spirit, let us, say us, keep in step with the Spirit. Who should keep in step with the Spirit? Each one of us. It is, it is our mission to be exhibiting those things in our lives. I think too many of us, and this is where I think the the false prophet or the false Christian situation comes in, is we, guys, I want you to accept the Lord. We accept the Lord. I want you to know him. But we make it only his job to keep us in step with the Spirit. We don't take on any kind of mantle of this is my job, this is what I'm going to be now, this is how I'm going to live. You guys run Celebrate Recovery. People don't just recover it all by themselves, do they? They don't just all of a sudden just one day decide they're not going to, you know, drink alcohol or get over their depression or, or stop doing cocaine or whatever they're doing. They're not just going to one day go, hmm, I'm going to just quit that. Thank, thanks, some kind of other force that made me think that way. It was Pokemon Go is what it was. Anyway... It is is it's it doesn't happen. What happens is that they take on the mantle, they carry the mantle of I'm going to change. And when you accepted Christ, you you were supposed to be taking on the mantle or the decision or the, the job, the position of trying to keep in step with the spirit, and he runs awful fast. And you gotta keep up with him. And if you'll strive to keep up with them, you'll experience the fruits. So what are the results? I don't want to discourage you today. Instead, I want you to be willing to examine your heart. And when I write messages like these, I try to examine my heart. 
I just want you to examine your heart. What kind of results are coming out in your daily life? Do you produce good fruit or bad? This doesn't mean that occasionally you might you know, have a bad fruit, guys. All of sin falls short of the glory of God. We all have bad days. It's not that we can't occasionally have something, something happen, but, but that doesn't mean that it's producing fruit, like bad fruit in your life all the time. It means you stubbed your toe. <laughs> you get back up. You know, I, I, maybe I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this before. But it's amazing is as long as they're fully healthy, babies always walk, right, eventually. Kids always walk. Our kid, our fifth child is now starting to crawl around the house. It's scaring me to death. Um, and, and what's amazing is they get up, and then they fall down, and then they get up, and then they fall down, and then they get up, and then they fall down, and they get up, and then they fall down, and they get up, and then they fall down, and then they get up. But eventually they walk. They never give up. Falling down is not necessarily good fruit, but good fruit's happening, and you see it happening, and slowly, slower, little bit, little bit, you know, baby steps. What about Bob? You know, little bit by little bit by little bit, all of a sudden, they, you're, you're going, oh, they got seven steps that time. Did you see seven steps? It was just like six steps. No, it wasn't. It was seven steps. Back up. Do it again. They fell on their face. They're crying. It's all right. Let's do it again. They get back up. And, they, and they, they make a determined choice, whether they realize it or not, to walk. They carry the mantle, the position, the decision that they're going to walk. They're no longer going to be 